This is the Bible teaching from the Apostolic Church, All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Reaching the community in practical and caring ways. Here now is a timeless Word of God. This year, from January to this time, there have been themes that we have gone through that the leaders has actually, or those who has ministered, they have ministered on different themes. There have been a theme, I will build my church. Themes stronger and fitter for the master's use. Themes like the, ro the role, operation, and manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the life of the church. Themes like teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs. Themes like redigging the wealth of our fathers. So during the year we have been able to learn so many things. And this month, what we'll be doing is looking at one of the themes. Individual will come and see what we can learn, the lessons from those themes. And being that it's been a while that I have left school, I thought I should stick to the most recent one. So those who are younger and coming, I have the privilege, you know. So I have chosen to, this morning, to look at the lessons from matters of grace. You see, from Genesis to Revelation, Grace has been the theme, if you look at it. And God has been showing himself in the lives of people that we have been studying, reading about. Grace is one of the greatest things that we need to desire. We need to sort out and obtained. And it is something that you and I should strive to obtain. You see, the definition and the concept of grace is at times very elusive. And it is hard for some Christians to understand. How can a great God how can this powerful God come down to this earth and take away my sin? He came because of me. And it is something that people cannot actually understand. It is big for people, for me as well to understand, a great God coming down for you. So, this morning, I'll just look at a few lessons 
as I will be learning from it, I hope you will be learning from it as well. The first thing that we need to note is that the source of grace is Jesus Christ himself. The Bible says this, John 1, 16 to 17, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. He says, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came from Jesus Christ. You see, we are fortunate. Christianity is the only religion that can talk about grace. There is no other religion that knows anything. They don't offer their worshipers something of grace because they don't know anything about grace. But you see, there are different kinds of grace. There is a saving grace. And that is the first work of grace that we need to understand. Ephesians 2, 8 to 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no man, no one can boast. You think about it. If it had been somebody that has given you that grace, you are going to worship that person until you die. Because they will be reminding you, if even you forget, they will remind you, don't you remember? If not because of me. But the Bible says, by grace you have been saved. But one thing is sure. It says, through faith. Because without faith, we cannot please God. And without faith, it will be difficult for us to grasp what grace is. Through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift from God. You know, there are many times in which we get a gift. And we look at those things. And at times, people don't know what we need or they don't know what we need. And there are many times in which we appreciate a gift and some of us at times don't appreciate a gift. At times, we complain about gifts. You know, instead of us accepting it as a gift, you know it's a gift. God came... And God gave us a gift that no man can give. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he says this, They are all justified freely, it says, by his grace through the redemption 
that came by Christ Jesus through the redemption. If not because of grace, where will you be? If not because of grace, you wouldn't even be here enjoying the presence of him who has formed you and made you. The Bible says, Titus 2.1, For the grace of God has appeared, and that grace that appeared offers salvation to all people. I will be going into many Bible areas, but they will be short, short ones. For the grace of God, it says, has appeared. It does not appear alone. It offers salvation, not only to you, to all people. And the verses that I have read, that you have heard, it shows us, friends, that salvation is only by God's grace. That is to say, we obtain favor of God when we did not deserve it. God gave us heaven's help. Salvation, my brother, salvation, my sister, cannot be earned. Grace cannot be earned. It is freely given by God. But there is an election of grace. God selects people based on humility. There is an election of grace. Many are called, but... Only few are chosen. If God can resist the proud and he can answer those who cry out to him, then we should humble ourselves before God. In one of the quotes, Charles Spurgeon says this, In the midst of our triumphs, let us cry to God for humility. You know, there are many times in which when we are on top, when things seem to be going smoothly, that is the time we need to be very careful. Because there are so many people that forget God at that time. They think everything that is happening is through their efforts, not knowing that it is through the grace that God has given unto them. Let me talk about something that um, one of the pastors, I wouldn't mention, helped me with. And I actually say qualities of grace. I wasn't going to say qualities of grace before, but he said, he thinks is quality of grace. And I really take it. Qualities of grace. Do you know, firstly, that grace is undeserved? 
Romans 5, 8 says this. Christ demonstrated his own love for us. In this, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. No one deserves God's grace. None of us. But God set his heart, his love on us while we are yet in sin. While we are, Nigerians call it a wreck. God says to me, God says to you, for me to save you, you don't need to clean up. That's what God's grace is. But we do not deserve it. But God gave it to us. Acts 15.11 says, We believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of our Lord Jesus. And 2 Timothy 1.9 says, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. God saves us, and he called us to a holy life. He did this not because of the good things you have done, but he did it because he is God. And because he loves you, he loves me. Secondly, grace is unreserved. If grace has been reserved for so some people, they will have pushed many of us to the back. If people who have money can buy it, People who have position, if they can buy it, where will you be? We thank God that God did not reserve grace. God offers grace generously, regardless of race, regardless of creed, regardless of color. It's not exclusive. Whoever believes in him for god so loved that world that he gave he gave whoever believes in god that grace is available the bible says for the grace of god has been revealed bringing salvation to all people titus 2 11 the grace of god has been revealed, bringing salvation. Grace is unattainable. Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. I will, I will rush a little bit so that then... Grace is unforgettable. Grace is unforgettable. You know, since 
we have been looking at this theme of grace. Many people, even pastors and leaders, they have been so joyful with this grace. It is as if we have not had it before. But it comes afresh and it comes anew because people have been able to explain much more about grace unto us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weaknesses. Friends, if you have ever broken God's heart and God comes and God gives you this grace of forgiveness, then you will understand and you will know and you will never forget it. Do you know a prisoner that has been sent to die or for 15 years, 50 years, 30 years, and somebody just went into the prison and free that prisoner. Will that prisoner ever forget? Grace is something that we should not and we cannot and we must not forget. We must not forget our God. We must not forget the things that he has done in our life. We need to be experiencing God's power every time. It says, my grace is all that you need. God's power works. Not when you think you are strong. It works when you think you are weak. When you are down, the grace of God helps you, lifts you up. When there is nothing, the grace of God provides for your need. That is what God's grace does. Grace moves you from a, a position of hopelessness to a place where you can stand and say, Indeed, if God, if not because of the God who has been on my side, God works through grace for those who come to him. But I have been able to look as well at certain functions of grace. Functions of grace. You see, I have listened, I have, I tried to read some, of, some books and things, and I've learned that grace has taught me to value the church. Grace has taught me. I have noticed that people who misunderstand or undervalue God's grace in their own lives also do not place a high value on the church. Those who are self-reliant, 
those who are not in touch with their own sinful nature, they really look at themselves and they say, we don't need the church. Remember, my brothers and my sisters, the final result of grace is the church. Christ himself, who is grace personified, says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not shall not shall not prevail against it. I will build it. I will not have known grace if I sit and watch national television. I wouldn't have known grace if at times I might hear about grace or look at grace, but without coming to the church where grace has been explained, it will be very difficult for me to sit at home and know what grace is. Only, friends, the preaching of the gospel usually done, not in my house, but in the church. The more I understand the depth and the width and the meaning of grace of God, the more I appreciate the church. The more I appreciate the value that God has ultimately placed in the church. Someone says they don't need the church. That person doesn't understand about God's grace because grace is produced by God in the church. And friends, when we begin to realize that this is where grace is, this is where we speak about grace, and there are so many Christians that has disappointed another because instead of them speaking grace, they say things that should not be heard from a member of a church. If you want to experience God's grace in this lost world, then serve the church. Give to the church. Sacrifice to the church. Forgive those who offend you. Try to teach somebody Speak to somebody about grace. Somebody who is down, speak grace to them that God is able. When we do these things, you will know and you will learn. And people will learn from you that indeed God's grace is sufficient for them. Secondly, God, grace taught me how to please God. 2 Peter 3.18 says this, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in it. There is no point in hearing a, 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 a student in a 
in a in a school that you have been teaching and teaching and teaching an exam comes and uh, it doesn't know what to write you know there are many times in which we have been told we tell our children you need to grow up the same thing Peter is saying here, he said, you don't need to hear only about grace, but you need to grow in it. You need to understand what grace is. You need to grow in the knowledge. You need to grow in the experience of grace. Let me say this to you, my brother and my sister. Don't be afraid to be joyful. Don't be afraid. To be confident in the grace that God has given to you. Don't be afraid of anyone or anything. Don't allow anything to take the knowledge and that confidence away from you. That the grace of God is always with you. Grace teaches me to please God. Grace, number three, teaches me to endure suffering. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, he says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. My grace is sufficient for you. And I believe God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you, to me, that his grace in your situation, God's grace is sufficient for you. And you know that Paul is a man of action, a man of results. When he opposes the Christian, he wanted to destroy every Christian on earth. And then when he became a Christian, he wanted every soul on earth to be saved. That's the type of guy he was. And here and many other times in his ministry, there will be times that he was let down. There have been times that he wants to go to the east. God says go to the west. There are times he has been delayed. There are times that he has been defeated. There have been times that he was weakened. But God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Grace doesn't mean that everything goes the way you want it to go. Grace, brothers and sisters, listen. Grace helps you get through those stuffs. When the roof caved in, grace helps you. When the rug is pulled out of your feet, grace strengthens you. When you are abandoned, grace comes by your side. 
grace does not enable us to, grace does enable us to suffer. But friends, without losing faith. Grace help us. We will suffer. But yet, it doesn't allow us to lose our hope. He still allowed the love of God to radiate around us. That is what grace does. When you fall, grace lifts you up. Friends, when we, it seems you are abandoned, when it seems there is no one there, grace comes by your side. And grace encourages you when you are discouraged. That is the work. Of grace. But not only that, and this is where many Christians wouldn't like, grace teaches us, and it says there is Christian duty. For Titus 2 11 12, for the grace of God has appeared. Bringing salvation to all men. Listen to this. Instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Grace teaches us that there is a responsibility on you Responsibility on me. Responsibility that makes us to deny ungodliness. Wherever we see it. And to make sure that we are not following worldly desire. God will help us. So that when we look at the world. When we look are things happening around us which are not in line with God's word, we will be able to say bye-bye to those things. Grace not only instructs us to live this way, but grace provides the ability for us to do so. Then, grace teaches us that there is a work. The Bible says, the grace of our Lord Jesus has not been given us to lie around. You know, grace is not the grace that is given to you so that every minute of the day you just lie and think God will continue doing his work. 1 Corinthians 15.10 But by the grace of God, he says, I am what I am. And his grace, which has bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Listen to this. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God 
which was with me. This is like something I had during the wedding of my brother, Joseph and Elizabeth, that all change. All change. The grace of God calls you to do some work. Paul says, I have received grace. Yes. But he says, I labored more. I do things more. The grace of God does not say I should just keep my hands in my pocket. Pull your hands out and do some things. Now that grace of God has saved you, grace now shifts its functions. It says it's time for you. To do some work. Everyone has been given grace. Grace to work. Every Christian. Is a member of the body of Christ. You know that. And therefore. You are needed. Each body part. Has a function. Has a role. And has a job. Grace of God equips and strengthens you for this God-assigned task in his body. And any body part that is not functional is lame and is crippled. Every Christian has been given a special function or job in the body of Christ. God gives a measure of grace so that Christians based on the function they are called to perform. And if a Christian does not operate in that God-given function, we might call that Christian a Christian that is not functioning. This is called receiving grace of God in vain. 2 Corinthians 6.1 says, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. We beseech you. We are asking you, we are begging you that there is grace of God, but don't receive it in vain. Do something with the grace that God has given to you. Make sure you are functioning in the grace that God has given to you. 1 Corinthians 15.10b says, And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. You see, lazy Christians, squander the grace of God. They come to the church and they go as they have come without making an impact, without helping somebody else. The things that you have received, brothers and sisters, is not only for you. 
you have been given. Let somebody else enjoy as well. Let us be not be a parasite. You just take and take and when are you going to give? All the things that you have been given, you know, try to share some of those things so that it doesn't make you to be a parasite, just receiving something without giving out. Lastly, the last function is grace speaks. Grace speaks. If you want to say that again, you can say, we need to speak with grace. For in many things, the Bible says, James 3, 2, we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle the whole body. James promises all that our mouth can, will, and do offend people. Since so much of our life is defined by the words of our mouth. Let no corrupt communications proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto hearers. You see, friends, according to the Bible, corrupt communication isn't just dirty words and foul language. It is anything that does not edify or anything that does not administer grace to the hearer. Corrupt communication grieves the Holy Spirit. And it's a mouth that lacks grace will always get into trouble. Proverbs 22:11 says, He that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. He that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of, of, of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The Bible says this, Proverbs 17, 28, even a fool is counted wise when he keeps his mouth shut. That is a fool. He's even counted wise when he keeps his mouth shut. Without grace to speak, many times you will only be intruding into someone's life and they will not receive what you are saying. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, 
that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Therefore, in conclusion, grace teaches us to love and care for the precious body of Christ, which is the church. Grace teaches us to make pleasing God in our everyday life. Grace teaches us to bear patiently under our various trials and suffering. Success will come. Grace teaches us what we need to do and what we need to eliminate in our lives in order for us to please God. Grace teaches us to have our own obedient attitude, which is truly the mark of Jesus Christ. If we allow grace to teach us these things, we will find great satisfaction in our spiritual lives, despite the hectic pace we have faced to live in this present world. God bless you. Thank you for listening to God's Word. We are the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Find us at Tyus Terrace, Kennington, London, SE11 5LY. Our telephone number is 0207-820-9917. On the web, we are at www.apostolic-anc.org. All Nation Centre, reaching out to you in practical and caring ways. Thank you.